graduates, that you would be with Shannon, you would be with Justin. In your name I pray. Amen. Awesome. Good morning, everybody. Yeah. Grad Sunday 2015. This is always a huge day in the life of our church, and this class has been amazing. Nothing short of special. Um, they have been literally uh, um, the catalyst for so much change in our student ministry and in our church, um, and we, we want to celebrate them today. I promise we're going to have a good time. I promise not to, to pull too many stories and, and make the moms cry too much. If the tears flow, it's not on me, okay? just want you to know. So glad you guys are here this morning. It's a great morning. What a great day to come and, and celebrate our graduates. This is an amazing class, huge class. Uh, you saw 18 graduates, hopefully. We're, any, anybody in doubt here still, still working on it? Any maybes? Will Allen, you're a maybe. <laughs> Always been a maybe. But we want to finish strong. We, want to fin we believe in finishing strong, and we want to celebrate you guys today. You know, there's a, a fantastic, one of my favorite commercials. I'm an ESPN guy, a sports guy. One of my favorite commercials is a, a commercial uh, where this man and woman are driving down the road. It, apparently, they're on a first date. And they get to talking. They're just kind of getting to know each other. Um, and the man says to the woman, well, well, what do you do? Where would you go to school? And, and she goes, Ohio State, go Buckeyes. And immediately he flings the car open, and he flings himself out of the car onto the road, down the ditch. He barrel rolls. And she stops, she gets out of the car, looks down at the bottom of the hill, and he gets up with dirt and leaves everywhere. And he says, go Michigan, 
He bailed on the date. Now that is what I call never graduating. Never graduate. Guys, never graduate. You know, it's every, life is about phases and seasons. This is a season that's coming to an end. But there are many more to come. Never graduate. Can I give you a challenge this morning? Never graduate from your faith. We ought to never look at our faith as something that, that we can opt out of. That's optional. That we set aside for a season of life. So many are doing that. My challenge to you this morning is to never graduate from your faith, but instead grow in it. Don't graduate from it. Grow in it. You see, when, when we talk about our story, most of you sitting here at this moment, Jesus is central to your story. We want that to be the case a year from now, a semester from now, five years from now, ten years from now, fifty years from now. We want Jesus, instead of being a footnote in your story, we want him to be the title of the book. We want, we want him to be central and center, absolutely at the middle of everything that you do. Everything you accomplish, we want it to be by him alone, by his strength and his guidance in your life. We desire for you, for Jesus to be more than a footnote. We want him to be the title of the book. We want him to be central to your life. You know, guys, um, you guys know how special you are to us, right? Allison and I have had the privilege of having this crew. This is the first graduating class that we have seen all the way through high school, from freshman to senior. And that's pretty special. That's pretty special. We've seen them grow from little awkward freshmen, although Avery and Hayden say, I don't know what you're talking about. They were never awkward. I beg to differ. <laughs> but, but, you guys have grown into fantastic young adults who love Jesus and love others, and we can't ask any more of you, uh, of you than that. Um, we're going to share uh, some funny stories this morning. Um, I'm going to have a couple of our students share as well, two or three of our, three of our students, uh, share what this time, the time they've spent uh, here at uh, Valdosta FUMC, what that has meant to them, uh, spiritually speaking, and, um, and, how, and what the foundation that they gained here. Um, you know, our prayer for you, we, ha we always, when we, when we talk about graduates, and, and you'll hear this at commencement um, and, and other, other places, You'll hear verses thrown out there, Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Uh, but I, I got to thinking about what would be my prayer for you guys. If I, had, if I had a prayer to pray over you and your future, this is what it would be. It comes from the book of Colossians, the first chapter, verses 9 and 10. And it says, So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while you will grow, and as you learn, as you learn to know God better and better. This is what we want for you students. We want this class to be different. We want you to thrive in your faith, 
We want you to not graduate from it, but to grow in it. Not set it aside for an older, for, for another phase of life when you're older and wiser. But to grab hold of God's purpose for you now. Because you will miss it if you set, a, if you set that aside for a later time in life. You will miss so much that God has for you. What a tragedy. That is a tragedy. And we see it happen all the time. We want you to be different. We want you to thrive in your faith. We don't want it to be a footnote. We want it to be the title of the book, of your story. We want Jesus to be central to your story. So many great memories of this class. Uh, you know, there's, there's the time where we were going down to the Bahamas for a mission trip three years ago. And uh, we lost Owen Eldridge in the airport. He walked off. And, you know, like, like all kids that age, you know, hey, I'm, I'll be right back. There's none of that. It's just, let's go. I think, I think he found a bathroom or he found something. I don't know what he found. Anyway, I'm, I'm not trying to embarrass you. This is a funny story. This really is a funny story. Anyway, we look around, and my wife says, where is Owen? I said, I don't know. We're about to fly out of the country. Got to find this kid. We've got five minutes. And Owen comes strolling back up like nothing happened, and it's all right. We're like, okay, all right. Anybody got any ideas about leaving? Leave now, all right? We're about to get on a plane. But we found him, and that was one of those panic moments. I said, I'm about to have to call a parent and a grandparent. <laughs> Miss Dot. And explain to them why their son, grandson is missing. About to fly out of the country. And then, D now, two years ago, when Hayden Parrish and Avery Sermons and a few of our other senior high boys decided that it would be a great idea to get into a modeling clay slash coffee slash orange juice war while riding down the road <laughs> with their D now leaders, who will go nameless, Ben House. <laughs> so many times I could have lost my job because of you guys. Oh, my goodness. Then I had to call Ron and Jackie Parrish the next day and explain to them why the, why the inside of their car smelled like coffee. It had gone everywhere. And why their outside of the car had little dots of modeling clay all over it. It was polka dotted with brown modeling clay. Fun times. Or D-Now last year when Jaquan Hankins chunked a piece of fried chicken across this room. <laughs> It's part of a senior high boys skit. And then they proceeded to spray silly string everywhere. And, it, and I could just see it. I'm back there on that wall. I can just see it being trampled into the carpet, freaking out. And in my one moment where I scared them all, I said, that stuff better come up or you're all dead. <laughs> and they immediately, but the talent show wasn't over, folks, and they started vacuuming, you know. And the fried chicken had to be picked up and the grease and all that. I'm lucky to be still standing here after you guys. And then watching people like Allie Maxwell reveal her superhero power, which is child magnet. And minister to, to young children in the Bahamas and everywhere else we've ever been on mission trips to serve wherever they, they're called to serve selflessly 
inside and outside the walls of this church. There's a lot to be proud of in this senior class, guys. A lot to be proud of. And juniors, sophomore, freshmen, you got a lot to live up to. You have a lot to live up to. They have set the bar so high. Yes, they're nodding. They know. <laughs> we love you guys. We want to see you thrive. We have so many more stories we could tell. We don't have the time to do it. They have truly put their mark on me and this church. They have been the catalyst for so much growth in this youth group. From inviting their friends, from practically kidnapping their friends and getting them to church. We've seen so many families come into, the, into this church and in this, in this student ministry because of this group right here. So much. And they have, they have put their witness and their, their testimony on the line for their friends. Now, are they perfect? No. They're not angels, okay? None of us are. But they have a testimony that stands. It stands. Look around you, and you will be able to see faces in this, in, in, in this sanctuary right now that are here, that are here, that would not be here without Jesus working in this senior class right here. It's amazing. And it's something that you as a church should be proud of. They truly know Jesus, walk with Jesus, and allow Jesus to shine in every, every aspect of their lives. Students, we want you to thrive in your faith. I'm going to ask a couple of seniors to come up and share a quick testimony with you guys, uh, starting with Allie Maxwell. We've asked, we, every year we ask um, two or three seniors to give what we call a senior witness, which is we want them to explain, you can come on up, we want them to explain what the church has meant, this church has meant to them um, and their, their journey with Christ and uh, how it's impacted their life. Life is filled with ups and downs. Some days we feel unbelievable glee and others we feel broken. But the smiles and the tears, the good and the bad, are all part of this incredible, beautiful, messy journey that God has sent us on. I am so blessed to say that my journey with Christ started at FUMC. Before I moved here, Christianity was religion, not a way of life. God was religion, not my father, my bridegroom, and my best friend. As I became more involved with Solomon's Porch and the youth, I began to experience God's love on a more intimate level. I began to understand what it feels like to be filled with the immeasurable joy and wholeness that the Holy Spirit provides. Through broken arms and legs that stir, and on ski trips, 15-hour bus rides to West Virginia, on which I slept the whole way to avoid listening to everyone sing Les Mis, <laughs> witnessing most of the senior boys pretend they are sloths and Justin's a eucalyptus tree, <laughs> watching middle school boys do unnameable things with different foods, and yelling fresh pots at completely irrelevant times, I have made incredible lifelong friends. These brothers and sisters in Christ have kept me accountable and driven me to walk side by side with God throughout these trying years. And while Satan has had his share of power in my life through my weakness, God's unbelievable strength has lifted me out of doubt, weariness, depression, anxiety, loneliness, and pain. The battles I have faced over the past few years have truly been blessings. They have redirected my steps and guided me to draw closer to him and to develop into the person he wants me to be. 
I'm so thankful that God has put these brothers and sisters in my life to support me and love me through it all. I'm blessed to say that their support, through their support, through these ups and downs, and through God's redirecting steps, and through the heart of FUMC, which God used to bring me into a relationship with him, I've been led to go into the mission field to do God's work for his kingdom. I leave in August for a three-month mission trip to Costa Rica to spread God's love and glorify his name. I'm so excited to see what God's plan for me holds and to see what my incredible brothers and sisters in Christ do from here and how they will glorify God's kingdom through their numerous and and unique talents. I love all y'all. Hey, how's everybody doing? All right, so uh, I didn't really prepare anything like Allie. I'm just more of a wing it kind of guy. But um, yeah, so I first moved here to Georgia in like 2009. I was a weird little seventh grade dude. Uh, I didn't know anybody. I was a military kid. So yeah, they're shaking their heads. I know I was weird. We all were. Don't even do it. But um, yeah, and so I was just sitting there at my house doing whatever it is Hayden does in seventh grade. And my mom and my dad come up and they're like, hey, we signed you up for this trip to a river with, with some random church that you've never heard of in your life. And I was like, oh, great. Awesome. Yeah, that's going to suck. But so, but I still ended up going. Met that little guy right there, Avery, my best friend. Uh, probably wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. He's held me accountable for everything. And yeah, who would have guessed that just a simple trip to the Itchtuckney River, tubing down those cold waters with that little guy, would put me where I am right now, where I am in my faith. And just, FUMC has just been such an amazing place to me. It's like, I met all of my best friends here. You all are my second family. And it's just like, one time I was just sitting there praying. I was really struggling with my faith a little bit. And I was like, God, what am I doing at that church? Why am I there? And I stayed quiet for a really long time, and I didn't hear anything. And I was about to just stop praying, and then God was like, Hayden, you're home. And, I was, and that's what FUMC is to me. FUMC is my home. I'm never going to abandon this place. I'm going to come back here all the time. You all are my best friends in the whole world. You're my second daddy. <laughs> you all are my brothers and sisters, and FUMC is my home. I love you guys. Hey, everybody. My name is Avery Sermons, and I started coming to FUMC when I was in the seventh grade, I believe it was. And let me tell you, I have changed so much since then. Not only am I better looking, but uh, I've come to really know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And, uh, you know, a lot of it's thank you to this church for introducing him to me, you know. Uh, I grew up going to church, but it was just something I had to do. Mom and Dad would wake me up on Sunday morning, and I'd, I wouldn't want to get out of bed, but I'd go... But once I started coming here, I remember I started going to Midpoint. Well, it was actually called MYF back then. You guys remember that? With Miss Kim. And she would read us Bible stories and tell us about all the great things Jesus did. And then we got a little older, and then we came up with Justin and Allison, where we actually started learning about that, you know, we could have a legit personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Because he's our brother, our father, our savior. He's everything. So... Uh, you know, thanks to this church, I've really come to know Jesus Christ through all the mission trips, the countless Sundays in the back porch or in the rock, uh, choir tours, shudder. <laughs> so this church has just been such a big part of my life, and uh, I think it's really prepared me. Uh, when I go off to college, there's going to be a lot more temptation than there was in high school, and it's going to be a lot harder, but Thanks to um, how much I've grown here in this church, I know that I'll be prepared for that. 
and you know I'm going to mess up, and you guys are too, and that's just something that we're going to have to live with, but thanks to everything that we've learned here, we can really go out and be Jesus Christ to those people that don't know him, so uh, I want to thank Justin and Allison and Shannon and Miss Kim, wherever you are, for... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for uh, just uh, showing us the way. Uh, I love you guys so much, and thanks for six great years. And I, I'm going to be back all the time, so this isn't a goodbye. You've heard these students share the impact that you all have had on them. Uh, but I want you guys to truly know the impact that they have had on this church. Uh, they have, uh, and we, we alluded to it earlier, but they have truly been um, kind of a, a fire starter for something in our student ministry. Um, and and when, I, when I issue the challenge to invite, to bring your friends I had no idea how many of their friends they would bring. And many of them sitting here are, are a result of one or two of them inviting and, and dragging their friends along. Because they want them, not because of stir or midpoint, the coolest place to be, but they truly wanted their friends to know the Jesus that they know. And, and there's, no, there's, no, uh, there's nothing greater than that that we can wish for you guys. All we want for you guys ever, and you've heard us say this so much, Allison and I, Shannon, our, our, this church, we want you guys to know and love and to live in the Jesus that we know and live in that grace. Every moment of every day, we want you to thrive. We want you not to graduate from your faith because you're going to leave some things behind, right? This is, this is the time of life where you're leaving things behind. Your faith, your faith journey better not be one of those. Don't opt out of that. Grow in it. Thrive in it. That's what we want for you guys. You've all been given a good, sturdy, spiritual foundation. So will that foundation be enough? Will it be enough to sustain you through life? Will it be enough to sustain you through what's coming? Because, uh, you know, ups and downs... Lots of, lots of hard, hard decisions. Lots of difficult times, and you've been through some already. But that adult-level difficulty, difficult time thing, when you're talking about financial hardship or you're talking about uh, family strife and, and issues there, when you're talking about uh, everything else uh, that's coming for you, that's coming your way, will your foundation be enough? That's the question I have. And my answer to that is no. But Christ is enough. Jesus is enough. Your spiritual foundation will creak and crack and wave around and it'll it'll you'll it'll it'll get it'll be on its last leg at some point and you'll question a lot, you'll doubt a lot. But just remember this, Christ is always enough. He is enough for whatever you face. He is enough to sustain you through every phase of life, through every season, Christ is enough. We're going to sing about that in a few minutes. Christ is enough. Everything you need, every good and perfect thing comes from the Lord.
2 Corinthians 12, 9 says, My grace is all you need. My power works best in your weakness. See, when our strength, our weakness and his strength collide, this is where God does his best work. When our weakness and his strength collide, this is where God does his best work. Question, what do you guys desire? What do you guys desire in your life? What, what are your desires? If you could list them, what would they be? Throw some out to me. This is Q&A. This is not rhetorical. To be rich. Somebody said be rich. Okay. Or better, better, better worded financial stability. How about that? What else? What do you desire? Seniors. Happiness. What else? What else? Acceptance. What else? Something to tip, tip your tongue? Strength. Strength, good. Success. Success, good. Here's a few that I wrote down for you. Here's a few that I wrote down that I thought might fit into all the, the, the words you've thrown out here. Examples of this, stability. You want community. You want to be loved. You want prosperity. You want to prosper in everything you do. You want stability. You want community. You want prosperity. We all want that. Every bit of that is found in the person of Jesus Christ. Every bit of it. Now, he may not call you to be a millionaire, but you will prosper. Christ is all you need. Jesus is everything that you need. Everything you need is found in him. Never forget that. Don't opt out of that faith. Don't graduate from it. Be like the Michigan dude that rolled down the hill. Never graduate. Be just as passionate about Jesus 10 years from now and 20 years from now and 30 and more than you are to this day. My hope is that you guys change, literally change the world that, you, that you're going to and all the different places that God takes you, that you will change, that you will develop a sense of community, that you will find people like-minded and like-hearted people that you'll surround yourself with, people that love Jesus like you do. You'll develop a sense of community at college, get involved in a, in a student, in a, in, a, in a collegiate ministry, in a, in a, in a campus ministry. My life was changed through a campus ministry. I had a strong youth group, and I, I came out with the similar foundation that you guys have, but I'm telling you, God did some amazing things with my involvement in a campus ministry. Find a campus ministry. Find a church, if you're not staying here, and thrive in your faith. Everything you need can be found in him. James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift comes from the Lord. When we desire, when I ask you to, 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 to name and, or to think about desires, what do you desire? We want you to desire Jesus. When you desire Jesus, his strength and your weakness will collide and will make a beautiful, beautiful thing out of that, out of that collision, out of that chaos. Jesus is enough. Psalm 37, 4 says, Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desires. 
practical things you can do. Find a faith community that you can call home, away from home. And then when you're here, we want to see your face. Guys, Christ is enough. Christ is enough. I can't say that enough times for you. Everything that you will face, everything, every season of life, every storm, good times, bad, every decision you make, make it in Christ. Every, every major friendship and relationship that you build, build it with Christ at the center of it. Do not leave him out as the cornerstone of your life. Don't opt out. Don't graduate from it. Grow in it. You know, he's our destination. He's the end of all the searching. He's the solution to all the problems. He is. He is. He's the resolution. He's redemption. He is hope. He gives grace when you need it. Christ is enough. Amen? Christ is enough for you and for me. Folks, Christ is enough. Stop searching. I need to stop searching. I tell myself this every day. This is, I'm not, as Shannon would say, not the poster child for, for putting Christ at the center of every single thing in my life. But I tell myself, I remind myself that Jesus is enough. That person that I'm in relationship with, as Avery said, it's not religion. It's not a, 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 something to put on your resume that you attended certain churches and you were involved in youth group. It's more than that. It is a relationship with the one true living God who loved us so much that he gave his son to die in our place. Christ is enough. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you. We're thankful for every good thing that you've given us. We're thankful for your grace. We're thankful that you have loved us in spite of us. And God, we thank you for these graduates. We thank you for the strength, the foundation that they have. And God, wherever you lead them, when their plans and their dreams and everything fails them, that they will remember that you are enough. You are the beginning and the end, the author, finisher of their faith. You are redemption, your hope, you are grace. You are enough. Father, I pray for these students. I pray over them that you would be central to their lives, that you would be their story, that you would be the title of the book instead of the footnote, that we rely on you. Joy they experience.